This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Transmissions are expensive and extensive, but we've brought in a specialist today to take your questions. Will Arnold from AA Honk Honk MCO is here to join our crew. Coach is here today, so we'll take a variety of questions. Hello, Coach Charlie. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. We lost power at the street behind our house, but hallelujah, we still had uh, power at our house and no tree came down on anybody's car. How about at uh, your your house? Didn't have a thing happen. It just came over and, and left. So All right. we're good to go. And Michelle's child's school has no power today. Well, oh, wait a minute. I dropped her off. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, Is it Forest Hill or Jim Hill? Um, it has to be Jim Hill. Oh, that's okay. my okay. child Four, at I, school and didn't get an email or there's, text. There's two hills, hills. in, in um, Jackson, yeah. and I get them confused. But, yeah, so last night we were lucky, uh, but the wind, Java and I, we were here, and the wind was just extreme. And it was a tornado right here on Lakeland. So, you know, well, touch close touchdown so it was bad for a little bit but luckily if you were listening to MPB we kept you updated all night long so that's what we do here. That's right mm-hmm. that's what we do here and we also answer your automotive questions. Will Arnold from Amco Transmissions we're so glad you're here with us today. Yeah, happy to be here happy to provide a little insight into the transmission world and uh, see where it takes us. And how did you get into, into the automotive industry? Well, funny you ask I actually married into the business uh, married into the Lowry family who have been owners of of Amco in Jackson since the late 60s. Um, been at the Briarwood location since 1980, and I've been there for about five and a half years. Oh, so. my, my son swam with uh, Mackenzie oh, and Madison. Nice. All right, Mason. Mason uh, Mackenzie yeah. is my wife, yes. Oh, wonderful. Oh, Perfect. how exciting. Well, how uh, I'm, we're so glad that you're here. Coach, what does he need to tell us about transmissions? Well, what we really want to know and talk about today is different type of problems that you're seeing in the transmission field. And as you talk about that, I'd even want to know what is the EV going to do to y'all's business? You know, it's a very good question and one that I don't know if I have a good answer for. Um, hybrids, EVs are definitely a, a, it's a trend that's kind of headed that way, especially with government regulations and everything, increased fuel economy uh, requirements, uh, EPA requirements. So um, I don't know exactly how it's going to affect us, uh, when it's going to affect us, but we do know that that time is coming in the very near future. Okay. You know, a lot of people are talking about when we go into the EVs and the hybrids, well, what are the regular transmission people going to do? You know, and that's, I think a lot of people talk about that. So what we're going to talk about today, I really want to know, we're going to talk about transaxles mm-hmm. and clutches in vehicles. And, you know, uh, can you give us a difference between a transmission and a transaxle? Well, transaxle is a for a front-wheel drive. It, it attaches to the front differential itself. A transmission, of course, is going to be for a rear-wheel drive where there's a rear uh, differential that's engaged by the drive shaft. Um, those are the primary two components. You're going to see transaxles in a lot of cars, smaller SUVs, and then the rear-wheel drives will be kind of the bigger SUVs. SUVs, uh, mid-sized trucks, and to the heavier-duty trucks. Yeah, I always notice when you're taking out a uh, transaxle, you remove the whole front cradle, and it comes out from the bottom, mm-hmm. and then you take a transmission, you pull it, just the transmission out from the back of the vehicle underneath the bottom as well. That's correct. That's that's very true. Labor and time on a front-wheel drive is very, uh, like you said, dropping the whole cradle of the subframe, uh, very labor-intensive and a long, uh, uh, 
a long paying job, put it that way. Yeah, you know, different people in different times from, I reckon, from you being in there in the transmission business for about five and a half years with uh, Mac Lowry at Amco. But if we think about tra- older transmissions and newer transmissions, how have they changed as how they operate? Well, and to get into the specifics of it, I don't know if I have enough time here, um, but, you know, you see um, a lot of them are increasing from maybe three speeds in the back or in the, in the transmission to now we've even got 10 speeds. 12 speeds that are coming out. Um, so a lot more moving parts, which leaves a lot of room for mechanical failures. Okay, great. We are talking about transmissions with AMCO's Will Arnold. Our email address for your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Now, hold the phone, Coach. We need to back up just a minute. If you have an EV, the transmission, you can't get a manual transmission car. Is that right? Well, you understand how an EV runs. It runs off a motor, right? not an engine. And so you have different aspects of what's going to make that transmission move instead of the motor's aspect of it. Okay. You know, so we, you know, in the United States, we're not really a manual transmissions anymore. We are more of a automatic transmissions. And a lot of times, if you're even going to get a manual transmission, you have to order that special. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, if we were talking about clutches and transmissions, you know, there is a difference between a clutch, uh, standard transmission, than it is a manual transmission. Because, I mean, an automatic transmission, if you think about automatic transmissions, we use, they use a torque converter. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a torque converter is what uh, multiplies the power for the transmission. And then a clutch is what engages it for a standard transmission. That's correct. So if you think about you got the clutch and you got a torque converter, they do the same thing, but one is automatic and one is you got to do it. Well, this is the world is changing. Well, you know, I have questions here. I'm not a car person either, (laughs) but which one, you know, this is the old age old debate. Which one is better? Mm. That is a very good question, and I don't know if I can answer it. Uh, I mean, manual transmissions, you got to think of it. There's not a computer there. The operator is the computer. You are when you shift the gears. Um, an automatic transmission, you're relying on a computer system. With Everything's electronic these days. Um, you know, the tried and true method may have been the manual, um, it's, but you got to think about it. After a certain mileage, you've got to go in and replace the clutch components. Right. Um, so your cost factors are kind of all over the board there. Um, you know, I don't know. If you talk to somebody like Charlie, he may stick with the manual he forever. He looks like he has you know? an answer in his mind what's better. Well, the reason why I would stick with a manual transmission is, first of all, nobody's going to steal your vehicle. <laughs> That's the first thing because nobody knows how to, well, nobody knows how to drive a manual. I can't stand driving. My, my dad taught me how to drive on a, a manual yeah. transmission and a stick, like we yep. call them, and I hate it. And I was in Vicksburg, and i never forget this. I almost could not get up the hill, and it was horrible, and I just don't think I want to think that much and drive. Right. You know, I say you have to think about first, second, third. I just want the car to do it. They me. are the worst in a funeral procession. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially if you're parked on a hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just been a joke. If you go over overseas, most everybody has a standard transmission. Mm. And, you know, your standard transmissions are front-wheel drive as well. Mm-hmm. And most all of the cars are standard transmission. You have to order a automatic over there or you have to order a standard over here. So why is that? Is that a reason? Uh, they're well, cheaper. You know? Oh, really? Okay, that's the reason. And they, they want to sell us because we're rich Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't, they haven't looked at my so bank we'll account. we'll buy anything over here. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you, uh, it's not that we'll buy anything. It's just manual transmissions. When we talk about clutches, sometimes a manual manual transmission is all gears, mm-hmm. mainly all gears. There's no clutches, no bands. There's it, does, it doesn't have all those moving parts like a uh, automatic transmission does. You know, so if you start thinking about how you're going to work on them now, uh, Will, as being a a business owner and all the different type transmissions that come into your mm-hmm. shop, what are some of the problems that you may find with transmissions coming in your shop? Well, it varies across the board. Um, I mean, one component that can definitely lead to failure is fluid loss. Um, if things are not internally properly lubricated, well, then obviously you're going to have a transmission problem. Um, I would say, you know, it's across the board with different makes, manufacturers, models, you know, some worse than others. Um, but definitely fluid loss is going to be a primary component if it's not a mechanical failure itself, which is, you know, not something that you can really prevent. Um, it's just going to happen, you know, when you have a part failure. Okay. Cause I always look at different manufacturers have different problems with mm-hmm. their vehicles and, you know, transmission is one of the biggest problems with all manufacturers, That's true. you know, and they change the fluid levels. Uh, they change the different type fluids. You know, we had some that, uh, Honda and Chevrolet changed them because the vehicle shuttered and they changed the fluid. Well, let me ask you, from your point of view, changing transmission fluid. That is a question I get daily. Um, is it time to change it? When's time to change it? Should I change it? I just bought a car. Do I need to change it? It varies across the board. Um, now, changing transmission fluid will never create a problem, but it can accelerate one if there's something ongoing inside the transmission, which if you're a new owner of a vehicle, of a used vehicle, there's no way for you to really know that. Um, um, so we get those calls often. Usually I just try to be as transparent with the customers as possible and let them make an educated decision based on the information that I can provide them. Um, but, yeah, that's a age-old question. I don't know if anybody will ever have a correct answer, but uh, refer to your owner's manual first and foremost always. Great. Well, you know, I always think that some people say, well, my car wasn't doing this when I brought it in, mm-hmm. that you changed my transmission fluid, now it won't shift. Right. You know, and that's the type of problems that we have. Yeah. Yeah, and we always, that's why I always suggest diagnosing a car before you change the fluid in it. Because let a transmission expert check the fluid. Let's run fault codes on it. Let's do a test drive. Let's see if we see anything that may be uh, kind of rearing its ugly head um, before we change the fluid. That way we don't get ourselves into that situation uh, where a fluid service could, you know, accelerate a problem. If you've got a question, send us your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about transmissions with AMCO's Will Arnold. Is your car under a recall? We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Hall Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill. But if you want even more AutoCorrect, we hope you'll find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart devices. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 with a replay Saturdays at 11. So here are the latest recalls. The 2122 Ford Edge SUV's backup camera is uh, got a problem. The D- VW Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport SUVs are being recalled for faulty airbags. Everybody needs to know if your car's airbags have been recalled or not. The Ford Expedition F-150 Lincoln Navigator has uh, brakes issues. The GMC Terrains are being recalled for a headlight glare. So you can find out if your vehicle has a past recall just by calling the national, going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall. Put in that VIN, or you can use their Safer Car app. We're talking about transmissions with AMCO's Will Arnold, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Just send your questions to our email address, auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to go to Philip. He's on the road, but I'm sure he's being very safe while he talks to us. Philip, what's your comment or question this morning? Okay, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. By the way, I'm hands-free, no doubt, so everything's good there. Um, I don't have a problem yet. Uh, My comment is I have owned five different Chevrolet heavy-duty trucks with a six-speed Allison transmission we are now counting about 2.5 million miles on all of these trucks with absolutely zero problems now here's my question why would gm abandon such a successful product and go to a 10 speed was that a government mandated thing anybody have a clue well on really if you think about this on all these Transmissions and engine changes are all for uh, economy, uh, fuel efficiency, and smog-related EPA. And so, you know, it's just like if you thought about the 7.3 that was in the Ford, they took and got rid of it for the same reason. Uh, Sometimes they get rid of something that's good and put something that's not as good. I don't know why. 
and it really does with our government and the EPA and how they handle it. What do you think about that, Will? No, that was definitely going to be my answer to that question as well. Uh, no, every, every year it seems there's a new transmission that comes out. Um, yeah, the Allison is a great transmission. and I mean, I know plenty of people that have gotten several hundred thousand miles on them. Um, we do not actually rebuild um, Allison's um, in my time frame that I've been there. But, yes, I do stand behind Charlie's comment that, yes, it is EPA, fuel economy related um, and emissions related. Um, so, yeah, going to an increased uh, 10 speed there is definitely probably more than likely <laughs> absolutely the reason behind that. Thanks for that comment, Philip. All right. Thank you for your opinion. Well, and I guess it didn't occur to me the transmission has emissions EPA. So if you have a transmission problem, you might know about it because your check engine light is on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with everything being electronically controlled now, you got control modules all over the vehicle. Check engine light can come on for hundreds, if not thousands of different reasons. Um, so, yes, that it will always be a dead giveaway um, to get it to a specialist, let them do a diagnostic on it um, to see what that code is related to. So, absolutely. Okay. Now, here's uh, – oh, Charlie, you go ahead. My question was, how many times do you see that it's engine-related instead of transmission-related when somebody brings a vehicle in? Um, a good bit. Um, we do see that, and, you know, we're quick to tell the customer that, hey, let, let's you – know, not something that we handle um, that is a motor problem or an emissions problem where to – see a specialist regarding that but we do see it uh, very often because engine problems are runnability issues or drivability issues and they may make it feel like a transmission problem um, we see it a good bit um, you know for, for to name a brand as a Ford F-150 we see them good could a good number come in for a actually have a motor misfire and people think that it's a transmission shutter problem so that's a very common issue okay. all right so here's my question because this show's all about me no it's not it's all it's all about you <laughs> You, and we want you to call in. My kid uh, took their car to the dealer because they were having a battery drain power issue. In any way, they said, oh, the dealer said, oh, you need a new transmission. And they quoted a price that was the same amount we paid for the car a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. Tell me about you know, going to a dealer versus a specialist and a brand new transmission versus a, a used or rebuilt one? Well, dealer versus a specialist, um, you know, one thing that we pride ourselves on is being able to do internal repairs on the transmission. Um, dealer, typically, once you get out of that powertrain warranty and you have an internal problem in the transmission, well, then you're going to have to replace that transmission. So that's where we come in. Um, a lot of people say, hey, I, like yourself, went to the dealer, they quoted me this, can I bring it to you. Let's see what's going to absolutely, you know, if you want to try AMCO. Second or, opinion. Yeah, hey, AMCO there. Um, you know, get a second opinion because I've seen it. You know, sometimes they get quoted transmission and it's some, something minor that we can repair that will very, you know, cost saving. Now, that when you question the new versus used or rebuilt versus used, you got to think about it. When you're going into that used market, you're getting someone else's transmission. Um, what were their driving habits? Did they do a lot of stop and start? Did it? Uh, was it highway miles? Was it city miles? Um, was it a teenager driving it? You know, how did they treat that car when the transmission was in it? Um, so that can definitely play a role in the longevity of that unit. If you put a used unit in there, I've seen it. I've seen it done. And a few months later, you're back in the same boat you were in. So rebuild or new is always suggested as a first try. 
Yeah, so what he's talking about, if you do a remand, uh, that's really what they do is remanufacture that transmission from the inside out. Um, you know, when you talk about hard parts and soft parts in transmissions, uh, hard part is the parts that shouldn't get destroyed, but because once you destroy the hard parts, now you're going to have to have that whole transmission rebuilt. And as uh, Will was saying, as some of the minor things that could happen to a transmission, you have solenoids, shift solenoids that go out, you have uh, speed sensors that go out into the transmission, the input speed sensor and output speed sensors. All of those things are controlling that transmission. And as they're controlling the transmission, that's when people can see. Uh, I think a lot of times, Will, we get people that call on here and they talk about hard shifts. Mm -hmm. What are some of the reasons you think of transmission hard shifts on us sometimes? That is a very good question and, and probably has numerous answers to it. Um, speed sensors like you're related to can definitely trigger issues like a, an output speed sensor can sometimes read to the speedometer. And if it's got a problem there, well, then you have no speedometer the transmission is electronically controlled it doesn't know what to do so yes you can get some harsh shifting uh, that way um, fluid loss a leak on the transmission the internal parts aren't getting properly lubricated could establish some harsh shifts or some engagement issues uh, in that regard so yeah numerous issues can cause that but that's just a couple that we see oh well the engineer has another question well, off air we had some good conversation and we want you guys to uh, chime in on this conversation about Sealed transmissions and when or if you should change your tr transmission fluid. Yes, so, which one do you guys want to tackle first? Well, what is a sealed transmission and why is a it A sealed transmission does not have a what's called a fill tube or a filler tube where a dipstick goes into that tube and it registers the transmission fluid. Um, a lot of manufacturers, um, some new, some older transmissions in the mid-2000s even went away from having the fill tube where you could manually check your dipstick like you're checking your, your oil, um, engine oil. Now, why they did that uh, it's a million dollar question most of the time is so you'll go back and see them um, you'll come to their service department um, they can sell you a service you know something that you can't do at home so to say um, now changing the fluid is an age-old question there um, always refer to your owner's manual in that regard um, or come see us and we'll be happy to put it on a lift and we can actually pull a drain plug there or a check plug and check the transmission well, my, my question I guess to the layman's person mm -hmm. when do you know I think Liz was saying this we before we've uh, had this kind of conversation before on the show, when do you know about when should you change your transmission or is there something that the car will indicate well it's time to change your transmission well, what do you hear or see or smell or something well I'm going to tell you once again go back to your owner's manual mm -hmm. it has an interval uh, when services are due mm -hmm. and the manufacturer recommends certain times that they are due and being a lay person as um, you are it's sometimes hard to determine if you should change that transmission fluid because, like we talked about earlier, it's not saying that the change in transmission fluid is going to lead to the problem, but it could make the problem worse. Now, there is a cleansing agent in new fluid, um, so it can, you know, when you've got everything newly lubricated and you have some wear and tear in there, it can kind of lead to problems there. So, uh, like Charlie said, always refer to your owner's manual or get it to a specialist if you think there's a problem or if you have any inclination of, hey, I think it's time to do it, you know, we're happy to give our two cents. You mentioned teenagers. Liz looked at me. My daughter just got her driver's license yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Third try was a charm. She, <laughs> she actually took the test three times. So. Oh, did she have 
had to drive. Uh, no. Uh, our Liz had that issue on another show, but in Mississippi, <laughs> you do not have to take the driver's test. <laughs> and it's interesting. She's been driving, right. so um, she's actually good. She says she's better than me. So, of course, an 18-year-old would think they're better than of their course. mom. But uh, I'm proud of her. But you, you mentioned teenagers and how, you know, teenagers drive a little bit differently. What type of wear and tear would have a teenager do that uh, maybe my 49-year-old self wouldn't do? Maybe staying on the road a lot longer and later than mom. Okay. Um, uh, you know, teenagers do a lot of driving and typically are heavy on the throttle. Um, and what does know. that mean? Break that. When you say heavy on the throttle, well, what does that mean? Accelerating a little faster okay. than normal, um, you know, higher rate of speed. You know, transmission, just like an engine, uh, it gets hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. And that can accelerate, uh, you know, fluid deterioration as well as part wear. Um, you so know, we're talking about on an automatic, my Mercedes. We're saying if she drives that rough, it can mess up the car. Oh, yeah. On any vehicle, if you think about it, and, well, I was going to throw this out at you. (laughs) You know, I see a lot of these young guys uh, on a regular F-150 or Z-71 Chevrolet. They raise them up in the air. They put bigger tires on them, put a different, uh, you know, all these different things on them and that they didn't come from the manufacturer with, how does that affect that transmission as well? Well, it can throw off their certain ratios and metrics that the transmission has to achieve during each shift. Uh, Bigger tires, bigger wheels, uh, longer length in the drive shaft, all that stuff can affect the transmission. Now, to what degree um, internally does it do? Um, That's tough to say until you take it out and inspect it, but yes, it can cause issues, especially if not sooner than later. Our email address where you can send your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Our topic today is transmissions with AMCO's Will Arnold, but that's also just between your other vehicle repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Charlie Milton, retired instructor from Clinton's High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill, and we hope that you have downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to the show from your safe room, if there's a tornado, (laughs) you can also click that support button and make a contribution because we rely on your contributions for Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Now, in the news, 
Someone has started a website that keeps track of dealer markups and rewards those with no markups with rankings. It's a Google Doc. It's fully crowdsourced. And the website is markups.org. <laughs> All manufacturers have cars marked up now quite a bit, well, every but, one of them. But I guess, you know, some of them, some of them are getting into a little bit of trouble because they're marking up a little bit more. A little bit but more, right. This way, if you're looking for a new, new car, you can... You, you can do it by state, so you can check what state and then uh, check to see the markups, and they name the dealerships. Mm-hmm. We're talking about transmissions with Amco's Will Arnold. I used to love that commercial, though. <laughs> Double A, honk, honk, MCO. Uh, email us your questions, auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to welcome Homer on the phone from Lion. Homer, we're so glad you've called in this morning. What's your comment or question for our crew? Uh, my comment is, I got a question, well, one question. Uh, my comment is, I was talking to a gentleman that was a mechanic, and he, he told me one of the worst things that you could do to a transmission, or automatic transmission, is, and I see people doing it all the time. I've always told my kids, they'll back up, be going back, going backwards at a pretty good rate of speed, they get the car where they wanted to go to go forward, the car will still be moving backwards and they will pull that thing down into drive. He said that is like giving an automatic transmission a heart attack. <laughs> and what is the worst thing in your opinion is the worst thing that an individual can do to a transmission or not do to it uh, to cause them problems with it? Well, I'm going to tell you the first thing right there, Mr. Homer, is that if you are going backwards, that vehicle's in reverse, and you throw it in drive, yes, those are when those hard parts break. And so those are things that you really need to be careful. Uh, make sure that your children don't drive it like that, because I've seen a lot of them that would break them like that. Will, what have you seen? Anything with those? Well, we do. Yes, we do have a good bit of clientele that comes in, you know, teenage drivers, stuff like that. Um, there's a park, parking pole. There's a rod there that engages. Um, um, we've seen that snap, um, and you're definitely right. Hard parts are engaging. You've got forward drum, direct drum, reverse drum in some of these units, um, and those components are being applied when that vehicle is in reverse and you go to throw it in drive and it's still backing up. Well, then you can have a catastrophic failure internally. But who's sure. going to tell their mechanic that that's what they do? <laughs> oh, they're never going to tell yeah, their mechanic You that. hear about no. it after you work on the car. <laughs> this is what happened. T- if you would have told me that earlier, I could have told exactly. you what's wrong with your transmission. Exactly. Um, what was the next question, Homer? What, you had is two that the, what's the worst? What What's the worst or that you can do or you the worst uh, you can, you should do and you don't do? Well, worst I've seen, um, I remember a car uh, a while back, um, somebody put motor oil in their transmission fluid after they had drained the transmission. So um, that's probably Coach one of the worst. Coach is making a real sad um, face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wrong fluid. You know, we do see that sometimes. Not often, but uh, for a do it, no, their DIY, or, you know, that might be the worst probably that they can do, especially, on a, especially if it's a sealed environment. Um, or basically the only way you can access a transmission is either removing the pan or putting something down the fill tube. Oh, i got to really tell you this one here, Will. There was a time that I was teaching, and I told a student to put power steering fluid in the power steering pump. He saw the transmission dip tube, and he started pulling power steering fluid down mm-hmm. in the transmission. Now, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Explains itself. Yes. <laughs> 
thanks, Homer. We appreciate you calling in. So, what, what, what's the rest of the story on that? Did you could did it completely ruin it, or you, could you drain everything? Well, we didn't crank it up. We had you know because the dipstick goes directly to the pan, and so we were able to take the pan off, get everything out because we hadn't cranked it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. All right, let's go to Florence and talk to Roger. Roger, we hope we're doing you're doing okay. We're glad you've called in today. Thank you. Enjoy the program, of course. And you've got a couple of expect experts on there. That just, uh, a, a question, but I also got a comment. Uh, my question on the rule there. Well, I guess it's about uh, 10 or 15 years old. It's a V10 Voltrex Ford uh, uh, engine with that transmission. I guess it's a four-speed. I don't know. It's on an RV. But it's the same transmission and engine that they've used on, gosh, millions of these vehicles that they use for airport transport, all kinds of vehicles. The transmission has got a very difficult to operate dipstick about six feet long. Yeah. <clears throat> but you get it out, and it has flex, black flecks on it. And I've asked a mechanic or two when I've had it in for other things, and they don't seem to be bothered about it, and it runs fine. Never had any trouble. It's got thirty-two thousand miles on, thirty-three, I guess. And so, but is that a is that does that indicate a problem that ought to be addressed? What do you think of that, Will? Well, that's a good question. What obviously there's some type of breakdown there. Is it just normal wear and tear? Um, if you're not having any driving concerns or drivability issues, shifting problems, um, it might just be a little wear and tear. Um, and you can always, you know, if you're not having experience any problems or get it to a specialist that can look at it, you know, it might be able to better determination, um, you know, than an auto mechanic, and then just kind of see what needed to be done from there um, but yeah it just could be normal wear and tear i always tell people when they're checking the transmission fluid always smell of the fluid mm-hmm. if it smells burnt yep you need to do something about it mm-hmm. because uh you know most of the time transmission fluid is going to be a pinkish color if it has a if it's a well reddish color if it's pinkish it's usually going to have water in it or coolant so you always want to just check that fluid and you can tell a lot of stuff by that fluid very true they got another question, though, and that is, is there anything wrong, um, detrimental, in an automatic transmission of, uh, of uh, putting it in neutral while you're coasting down a hill? just to let the engine idle instead of run back. So you're just taking it out of gear, so you're in drive, you just push it down in neutral. Yeah, it's a slope, but call down a long slope, you know, you're not going to use more gasoline if you're, if you're leaving drive down the slope. So yeah, I wouldn't not? see any issue doing that. You just want to make sure you don't go too far and slip it in reverse. But, um, but other than that, I wouldn't see anything. You're just disengaging the transmission for operation at that point when it's moving from drive to neutral. I wouldn't see an issue with that. Right. Very good. Thanks for what you do. Thank Enjoy. you. Thanks, sir. Thank you, Roger. Let's go to Holly Springs and talk with Gwen. Gwen, we're glad you've called in to AutoCorrect today with our guest, Will Arnold from Amco Transmissions, but Coach Charlie's here for your regular uh, questions also. Quinn, what's your question? Okay, I have two things. Um, when you see your digital miles per hour gauge readout, uh, does that take into account uh, the air conditioning and whether you're running your heater or not? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, uh, how many miles per gallon you're getting? 
Right. Uh, it's just what that is. It's giving you the miles per gallon of the engine itself, uh, how much fuel that engine is using. With the air conditioner on, with the air conditioner off, the heater don't really have anything to do with the miles per gallon, but it's usually the air conditioner. You're going to get better gas mileage with the air conditioner off than you are going with it on. And, be, and the reason is because of that is that the air conditioner is pulling power from the engine in order to run. Right. And so it, it takes all that in account. It does take it into account? Yes. Okay. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, thanks for giving the tips on saving gas. Um, but, you know, uh, you mentioned slowing down, and I don't think anybody's heard that enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if they haven't heard it, I have, because I slowed down myself. <laughs> but I wondered if you could put it on your weekly tip through the week so more people would hear it. Oh, well, we'll throw that out there again today. That'll be great. Yes, you know, do you know how much uh, gas you save uh, going going any particular miles per hour? It's it's according to how you're driving. If it's stop and go driving, if it's highway driving, it's just according to how you as an individual is driving. You know, if you slow down, you're probably going to save a couple miles a gallon. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a bunch. You're welcome. Thank you, Gwen. We're discussing transmissions with AMCO's Will Arnold and taking your repair questions. You can send us an email with your questions, auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. He's got the new edition of the most recent vehicle that I have purchased. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. This week we're driving the vehicle you get. We need an economical, practical car to get to work and back, but still want to have a little bit fun on the weekends. It's the 2022 Honda Civic Si. And it definitely looks more aggressive from the outside than your standard Honda Civic. It has a honeycomb grille, it's black, has 18-inch black alloy wheels, and a black spoiler across the back. Looks pretty aggressive. The inside, you've got one-piece bucket seats that really grip your sides. You've got a six-speed manual transmission, so you can have some fun with that on the weekend. Nice leather-wrapped steering wheel. Got wireless Apple CarPlay, wireless Android Auto, Bose Audio, and a full suite of safety systems. Under the hood, it's a 1.5-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine. Delivers 200 horsepower, and you're still going to get 27 miles per gallon in the city, 37 on the highway. And again, there's that six-speed manual transmission. It's a lot of fun. So let's talk about price. A base Civic starts right at $22,000. This one has equipped. $28,920. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. 
I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. at Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. It's time for Coach Charlie's tip of the week. Well, I was thinking, you know, we just had a big old thunderstorm go through, and, you know, that it's getting to 80 degrees out there, and it is time to check that air conditioner. Check that air conditioner, check the fluid, check the belts, and make sure that all that's ready to go for summer. And as our last caller said, slow down a little bit. <laughs> all right. We are joined today by AMCO's Will Arnold to talk about transmissions, but Coach is here to also take your regular vehicle questions. Let's go to um, Andrew in Vicksburg. Andrew, we're so glad that you've called in today. What's your comment or question for Coach and our guest? I guess I was going to find out. Um, I'm uh, in process of building a car, and I'm trying to figure out the stall on a torque converter. Which if I should go up higher on the stall or lower. Right now I have a 2400 stall torque converter. you know how they rate that? As far as with the camshaft? You know, it's, to me, on those stalls, it's just according to what you're looking for, how fast you want that car to come off the line. That's really what you're looking for on a stall. You know, because longer you hold the, the the stall in that torque converter, longer that transmission is revving up and the harder that transmission is going to go. Okay, so... so- just for a regular street car, would it be better to have a little, like, like a lower stall? Yeah, lower. You're going to have a lower stall in a regular street car, but you like 2400. That's a good one for racing, though. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. No problem. Okay. That's why we have this show. <laughs> yeah, you did not know what that was. No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Will did. I, yeah. I've heard the words torque converter. I don't think I've it's, heard a stall It's a foreign before. entity to most, if not all people. Okay. Yeah. Good, good for uh, Andrew. I am so glad we had Coach Charlie here for you. <laughs> Let's go to John in Mobile. John, what's your comment or question? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Liz. Um, I've got a uh, 2001 uh, Ford. And it over-revs about uh, 800 uh, RPM before going into top gear. And I'd like to ask Coach and Will if that sounds like uh, an expensive problem. It's been doing it reliably for five years and uh, has never given up. Is that something that could be solved by, uh, change, uh, by, by adjusting the bands? Do transmissions still have bands? And... Um, the other question uh, I had was simply, what is a hard shifting condition, the phrase that you used? Well, I mean, if you've got a slip, so to speak, you had engines over revving 800 RPMs going into fourth gear, which is your lockup, um, yes, I would think you definitely have a transmission problem. Of course, if it's been doing it for four or five years, goodness, what could it be? You know, that if it's mechanical, which is definitely what it sounds like, that's lasted that long with a problem, um, definitely something that I would kind of want to put my hands on, find out what's going on. Um, have you checked the fluid? Is it in good condition still? Um kind of dark yeah it, it's not pretty and you know sort of pinky red mm-hmm. have you smelled it does it smell like it's burnt 
No, I don't think it's... Uh, I, I have smelled it, and it does not smell burned. Yeah, typically if a transmission is slipping or over-revving the engine, typically that is a mechanical problem, and that will typically burn that fluid or give it some type of odor. Definitely going to change it from a pretty pink, like Charlie mentioned earlier, to a darker color. Um, but just one of those things that's kind of really hard to diagnose, you know, just over the phone. But uh, one definitely I would say, hey, let's bring it in. Let's check it out. Let's see if we can find out exactly what's going on there. And another thing it could be, if you think about it, you know, Will talked about the lockup. The lockup is talking about the transmission. I mean, the torque converter locking in place, okay, uh, for the transmission. So maybe that torque converter is uh, not locking up with the right uh, RPMs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks, John. Let's go to Curtis, who's called in. Curtis, what's going on with you today? Yes, I have a 2010 Ford F-150, and um, it was making shuddering noise on the transmission, so I had the torque converter replaced, and it's been like seven, eight months ago, and it seems like it's, it's trying to do the same thing again, and also, when I'm on cruise control, like at 65 miles an hour, going down a hill, uh, it would downshift. Could you explain the downshift and, and do you think I need to replace the torque converter again? Well, any time that somebody tells me they've done something and the issue is back, it kind of tells me that the issue may not have ever been solved from the start. Um, you know, a torque converter is just one component in, in the transmission, but it's almost like it's a separate component. You know, just being in the bell housing there, um, you know, you didn't go through the transmission. Um, there are internal components such as the valve body, which also control lockup there, um, or torque converter engagement. There are internal valves there, um, and, you know, that could, that's what I tell people. That could always be a problem there. Um, you know, the reason it's downshifting, that is also something that may be mechanical as well. Um, but definitely something that I would definitely recommend getting to a specialist, uh, you know, sooner than later just to make sure there's not an internal major problem. Even with that downshifting, the um, engine and the transmission, matter of fact, the transmission runs off the load of that engine. So there are sensors that read the load of the transmission, how much that uh, – I would say how much power that engine's putting out, how much uh, power you're using off that engine, and that goes to the transmission to tell it when to shift, downshift, upshift. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Curtis. Coach, let's do a couple of these emails, and we'll just kind of speak directly. Stephen had bought a vehicle that uh, had been sitting for a while, and it had some old gas, but they he was trying to put in new gas, but he he couldn't get it the gas in there what what could be uh, his problem with getting the gas in the vehicle well the first thing he let it the vehicle's been setting up for eight years i would the first thing is change out that gas completely because he's putting old gas on top of that new gas and there could be uh something inside that neck to keep the fuel from going down in there because he did it while it was not running and there could be something inside there a lot of times those um if you think about a gas tank it lets air out and let's fuel in. And there's that vent that's on top of the gas tank may not be letting that air out, and he can't get the fuel in for there. I've replaced several of those sensors on the top of it. Okay. Did you have a chance to look at this other one that's about uh, new ceramic brakes? Are make, they're new, but they're making a scraping noise. 
Well, when you start talking about ceramic and organic, uh, it's according if they replaced the rotors, if they replaced all the hardware along with it. A lot of times people just throw brakes on there and they might have not had ceramic brakes on it. It might have had organic brakes on it, you know, and that will make a difference of the braking system. All right. Well, we're so glad that you were here with us today. Happy to be here. Had a fun time. So with your, if you're uh, transmission oil, if you see a leak, you know it's a transmission. If it smells burning, you know you have a transmission problem. What are, what are two or three other things that, you know, this is, you need to see a specialist? Well, anytime the check engine light comes on, you know, that's a dead giveaway for, hey, we've got something going on on the vehicle, whether it's transmission, motor, anything else related. It could be hundreds of different things. See somebody, um, you know, or if you've got a scanner where you can hook up to the onboard computer system, get it checked out sooner than later. It can lead to other possible major problems down the road, um, something minor, you know, so just get it to a specialist. You know, I will tell you, I don't like people doing this, going to the internet and always looking up something because what happens, they start looking at the hardest things to do to fix the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And as a technician, we always say, keep it simple, stupid. That's the abbreviation of KISS. Look for the easy things. And then if there's a hard thing, then you want to find that, but look for the easy things. That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Michelle McAdoo, for getting us going. And for Coach Charlie, Master Technician, I'm Liz Gill. Thank you so much for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.